Jesus gives us love, and Jesus gives us power. That's what he gives to us. We walk with him. That life that we produce, we get hope, courage, direction, love, and power. The key is to follow him. Stay with the life. Sometimes we do. We walk down different paths and find ourselves in darker places than we should be. Jesus said, I'm alive the world. Children are. Just remind us of all those people. Follow me. Follow me. Stick with me, Lord. Stay close to me. I'm alive the world. I can dispel the darkness in the middle of whatever's going on. And then you prove, I hope you can testify to this, that in the middle of it all, I realize, in my new relationship, that I'm a child of God. I do have hope in the midst of despair. I do have courage. I've got correction. I know where I'm going. He gives us love. He gives us power. His Spirit. Our children learn that. If you pray this week, pray over our kids that end up and still deep within them. I played a part in the skit. You got that picture up there? No. I don't have it. Well, you know, Sheila gave me this skit one of the ones I love doing it. I like being goofy and fun and having a good time. But one of the items that I needed, you know, to get into the park was a toilet plunger. I knew I was in trouble in it. Anyway, I was my fall stopped and I sucked it up and I slid in the cave. But I played the park park cabin. Uh, let me tell you a cave story before I get to the scripture from my dad. Now, kids, do not do this. Uh, this is illegal. It's wrong. My daddy did it. He was about 14 years old. Him and Gary Haynes. Some of you were both still remember Uncle Gary Haynes. He's passed away now. He won't get in trouble, but my dad's still mine. So I called mom and dad to get the details because I knew I'd heard the story before. They went in the cave, about 14 years old. Went in the cave out there where I live, out now where mom and dad still live. The cave out there, they went inside of it some bats hanging down. They decided to catch some of them. They had some extra flashlights, so they unscrewed the top of the light, took out the batteries, and just slid them up on top of the bats. They caught four altogether. Do not do this, okay? Do not do this. But they caught four bats. Now they got four bats. What are you going to do with them? Take them to the movie theater. <laughs> some of you that are old like me, remember the old Liberty movie theater in the town? That was their first thought. They went by and they left two bags. Of course, you can imagine that they flew around and they got close to the line and cast the beach out. Lot of screaming. They said a lot of screaming. Well, it went so well there that they decided to come over here to the pit. Same, yep, they did the same. I said, they were bad to do something with them. So they let them go in the pit theater. They were flying around again, lots of, lots of screaming and so forth. So as we, I was getting the details that I just told you, uh, my mother commented about the story. She said two very important things. No one got hurt, and no one got caught. <laughs> so now it's out. My dad did that. That's a true story. Let me tell you a tell you story about a man by the name of life. You've heard it all your life. Actually, there's two different cave moments that he had. What I want to ask you to do is to encourage you Read 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, the 19th chapter, 21. This is afternoon or tonight, or in the morning's Just read to get a better idea about the story. Let me remind you that this Elijah is the one 
in the New Testament, when Jesus went up on the mountain in Matthew 17, the Mount of Transfiguration, and he went up with three of the disciples, Peter and James and John, and they went with him. Remember, as he was transfigured, all of a sudden, suddenly, there were two other characters that were standing there. Remember who they were? They didn't a while But it was Moses and Elijah, the one we're about to talk about. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the anointing of the prophets. Written in the whole New Testament, Old Testament. Keep in mind that John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, the prophet, was to announce, Behold the Lamb of God, he saw Jesus coming. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Remember, Jesus said there's none greater than John the Baptist, but he came in the anointing of the prophets, the prophet Elijah. Remember all of that. That's him. Powerfully anointed. In fact, we see in the first two chapters many miracles that happened to Elijah's life. In fact, read in 1 Kings 18, don't you read it? You know, that's the story where he challenges all the prophets of all. They worship many, many gods, but the prophet, I mean, the, the god of all, B-A-A-L. 450 prophets he challenged. They put, put a cow on the altar. He said, why don't you call out to your God and call out to God and see if they'll bring down fire on the altar. And he laughed at him. And then he said, take water and drench the altar several times. And then you remember a line called out out of heaven. Fire came down consumed the altar. And then they took all 450 of the prophets and they killed them. The prophets of all. Out of that, when Jezebel Sent word to Elijah that I'm going to take your life this day. And this one who experienced God in such a powerful anointing, fire way, he starts running. He runs and runs and he goes to a cave. So that's what I'm going to read to you. It's in verse 19. I'm going to stop along the way. I want you to get into that character Elijah and again ask you at the time that you find yourself retreating in the cave. First Kings 19, 4 to 14. But he himself, that is Elijah, he went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said to the Lord, now Lord, just take my life. I'm, I'm no better than my father. Again, keep in mind, First Kings 18, he saw an now fire from heaven. We don't even make it to chapter 19. He's calling out, Lord, just take my life. Just let me die. Kind of sounds like some of you and I do sometimes. I'll confess it. Then as he lay, verse 5, as he lay and he slept under the room tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he took, he looked, and, and there by his head was a, a cake that was baked on coals and a jar of water. Just get the visual of that. An angel coming in there. They can for a while. So he ate and he drank and he lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and he ate and drank, and he went, this is this line, and he went in the strength of that food for forty days and forty nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And we know that the Bible talks clearly about the spirit world, forsaken the demons. We know that the word teaches us about angels, and I, I feel like there are angels here this morning that present with us. We very seldom get a glimpse of, of that spirit world. 
We know in Revelation, the seventh chapter, the letters that were written, they were written to the angels of the church. And so here an angel comes and feeds him, and again, we, can, we have to use our imagination and, and make a cake there with coal and water, but then when he eats of it the second time, it indicates to us that he went in that state. He went for 40 days and 40 nights. That's what it is like. This special anointing of God. I looked up a scholar tell us that probably that food was a big man in Christ. I'm just saying that for the illusion. Now you listen. Let's read on to verse 9. And then he went into a cave. He went into a cave. And he spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, and he said to him, That is God to him. What are you doing here? God ever asked you that on your journey, your spiritual journey? Time to get a place of darkness, or gone down a path that God didn't want you to go, and the Spirit of God puts you in conviction. Sometimes it's in a loving way, sometimes it's in a very tough way. I chase him and rebuke him that I love. What are you doing here? I want you to think about that. What are you doing here? God's going to ask you that again. So listen to how he respond. What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel. They have forsaken your covenant. They have torn down your altars, and they have killed your prophets from the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Oh, Elijah did what we often do. He kind of focused on himself and how good he was. I'm the only one, and he pointed his finger at everybody else. All visible, they forsake your covenant. But I'm the only holy one around. I don't care what we do, the same thing. Story goes on, verse 11. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, and this is most of where, hopefully, most of you know this story. Okay. Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountain, broke the rocks and pieces that fire before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, the earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, they fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was. When Elijah heard it, he heard the small voice. He didn't, he didn't put Francis' face to the other thing. But when he heard the voice, the Bible says that he wrapped his face in the mantle. Out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and asked the exact same question. What are you doing here? I pray if you're here this morning, would you be open to the Holy Spirit to ask you that this morning? Where are you? Where are you? Verse 14, he responds again. I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel, they forsake the covenant, they scorn down their altar, they accuse their prophets of the Lord. I alone will and they seek to take my life. You can go back and you can read verse 15, 16, 17, but God gives him some specific things to do to anoint the kings and to anoint Elisha who would follow him. But once you hear verse 18, God said, and reminded Elijah, Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to God, and every mouth has not kissed him. 
reminded a lot. I've got four folks to do. I've got seven thousand not found down. They still call me King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Sometimes we need to hear that from the Lord. This story about this great prophet Elijah, in light of our vacation Bible too, and is reminded of us, and I think Elijah was at a point in life he certainly literally physically was in the cave. But where was he spiritually? I, I think he just needed some more light. He needed to be reminded of who he was. Who he bowed to. We too are sometimes like Elijah. I've had moments of so excited, so fired up, you may have gone on a retreat or a last walk or mission trip, and you just think, you know, this is it, I'm going to serve God forever. We've all done it. And then all gone by Wednesday, and I'm talking about even on Sunday sometimes. I've been going before I get convicted by my own sermon. I preach, and I'm pointing my finger, but I remind you all there's three more pointing back at me. And I've done that here I did the other day. I preached Sunday. And all gone. The Lord didn't speak part of what he did here. Oh, thanks God has a sermon that just preached. But the words for me too for Elijah's cause. So these simple words, these powerful words that we taught our children, Elijah needed hope. He needed courage. He needed direction. He needed, he needed love. He needed power. The wind, the earthquake, and the fire did not make him come this way. Can God be in those things? Can His power and glory? Can He be there? We call that in all the fire of heaven come down and burn up the altar. That was the same Elijah was right there at that moment. But He had to come back to the boys. Because of our God is always about relationships with us. Matthew Henry put it this way a little commentary. Gracious souls are more affected by the tender mercies of the Lord than by His character. He excuses his retreat, that is, Elijah does, and desires it may not be imputed to his want of zeal or lack of zeal for reformation, but to his desire of success. And here it is, Matthew. Despair of success hinders many a good enterprise. No one is willing to venture alone, forgetting that those are probably who have God. God calls you and I to be faithful. And there's going to be some moments on this journey when it don't look too successful. There's nothing wrong with success. God likes to bless us and do it. But is He still God when everything is not successful? Yes. I love the prayer that a lot of funerals lately. I often quote the prayer in service of death and resurrection that opens up by saying that. When all else fails, he still is God. He never stopped being God. Those times when you retreat to that cave, he's still God. Maybe he's going to get closer to his voice. It's not always in the command inside the cave, but he really just wants you to get close enough. Now you know. And he does just like Elijah does, you and I. What do you do here? What do you do here? Sometimes you get a little stronger day, boy. What do you do here? Sometimes it's hard. Hard. My child. What are you doing here? 
when God speaks to you. He just wants you to be faithful in a relationship with Him. Zechariah 4 6, you remember that passage says, Not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I'll close by reminding you what we taught the children. Hope that you will memorize John 8 12. When Jesus spoke to them again, people with gas in verse 9 at this church. He said to us this morning, I am the light of the world. He or she who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. When we walk in the light, we are hope, we are courage, we have direction, we have hope, we have power. Because He is light. Are you in a cave? You may be there because of fear. Maybe there was cause of brokenness and perhaps despair. You may be way back to the cave because of sin. But you don't have to think. Come to the light. Come to the light. You may be back there in a dark place because of just lack of faith and some things that you know. You just got to follow through with it. Go to the end. Go to the entrance where the light is. Listen. God, we bless you and praise you and thank you for reminding all of us to be kids today. Jesus, you're the light of the world. And you're in our hearts living in us. And we're walking with you. We're following you. You just fill our hearts and give us hope and love and courage and power to reach. Thank you. I pray for my brothers and sisters. I confess myself at the time that I, I'm just like that. I just, just let me go and what I forgive me. I pray for my brothers and sisters that we would keep going to the light and then listen to the voice of God. Bless them this moment. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.